This is a Kitty Pod production. From Television City in Hollywood. Hey, man! Welcome to episode number 158 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast, the most above average podcast ever to hit your ear holes. My name, of course, and as always, is Jason Bullet. The regulator, innovator, dominator, creator, updater, pussy, imitator, assassinator, baby. I demand the hour, demand the power, too sweet to be sour. They call me Mr. Tibbs. I'm your pre-owned. Gosh, what a neat guy. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. Baby, baby. And I am coming to you as a sweat-soaked and sun-drenched you know what, here in the rolling hills of Saratoga County, New York, I'm recording this the first Sunday of June, 2022. Recording a podcast on the Lord's Day. Well, it just so happens I've had some good stuff to talk about. And I'm going to get back to an actual subject here, and we're going to go back to our, what I hope is going to be a year-long stretch project. And given the occasion, I'm going to discuss what my 10 favorite Things associated with summertime, tropes, traditions, things that I've done in the past, things I do now, and all that having to do with what I consider the greatest and best time of year. We'll get to all that later on in the show, but first, as always, we're going to go to the social media. Let me plug that if I may. There's the Twitter page, at keep underscore podcast, and we're also on Facebook too, just type in keep it to yourself podcast. And I may as well just forget about the old Instagram. I don't know. I got to learn how to do that before I dip my toes in the water. Getting a little too ambitious. Having the reach well exceed my grasp. You know, just swipe it air and all that. Okay, that's enough of that for now. Let's get to the vanity portion. And I said what I said in the beginning because I was looking to wash my car. And the synopsis, the teaser text, show notes, whatever... It's, it says that I had an epic battle with a seized garden hose. Well, after I, I just came back today as I record this from going out to lunch with a good friend of mine and went up to Saratoga. You know, I'm going to discuss something I did. I'll, I won't tell you what it is now. You're going to have to listen later on the episode. You know, went out to lunch, went to get ice cream, had a great day. It was a night, rather a nice day, decent weather for early June in New York's capital region. And I said, well, there's a good deal of pollen on my car, at least in the hood. I, I mean, I'm never not going to be able to see it in the driver's seat. So I figured, all right, when I get home, I'll just wash the car. I didn't stop anywhere to spend money because I felt like, well, I've spent enough money today. I spent almost as much as ice cream for me and Lindsay as I did just for my meal by itself at this Mexican restaurant. So with that in mind, I said I parked the car outside of Bullet House, right in the front driveway. Well, it's actually a side yard. It's a corner lot, but enough of that. So I said, all right, I'll just, you know, get out the bucket, get the, find the turtle wax uh, cleaning solution, get out the, uh, you know, the hose, get all the implements of cleanliness, almost implements of destruction. Oh, there you go. And decided, all right, this is it. So I pour, I squeeze some of the turtle wax into this giant uh, bucket, all purpose. Used to hold rock salt. Not that it's important. Well, it isn't. 
and I said, all right, now it's time to get down to business and business. So I take the end that you screw onto the spigot out in front of the house and had a little trouble there trying to get the darn thing on. That's when I should have given up. And here's the crux of this story. I turn it to the right. It's lefty-loosey, righty-tighty. Like you're changing a lug nut on a tire. And I get it in there, and all of a sudden, I really don't have any steady stream of water coming up. It just comes out all directions. It's supposed to come out straight. So I said, ah, forget it. I'll just unscrew this and go inside the house. I'm sweating my you-know-what's off out here. Hang on, baby Jesus. This is going to get bumpy. Then I tried to get it to... Uh, Trying to get that off, I'm like, I'm having trouble. It's nothing doing. I try to get a, a dish towel like this. will help get it off so I don't irritate my fingers. Or, you know, the, the little spot between my thumb and my forefinger. That got shaped up a bit. And it's like, this is nothing doing. I was all set to call my dad for help and admit my, uh, my faults. But I have an idea. After watching a YouTube video, how Aspergian of me to rely on the internet. I said, well, I got an idea. So I went to the toolbox in the garage and decided to get out a pair of pliers. The previous two I'd gotten out were too small. So I figured, all right, I'm going to pull this one out. Third time lucky. And there you go. It was, like, it was big enough. I uh, had to effort it a little bit. But I knew the thing was coming loose because it got all the water. Uh, the water started coming out of the spigot. It wasn't like in a big earth, it was like right down the ground. So it took a good deal of elbow grease in the hot sun, but I got the thing off and I said, I'll just go pay the money. Why, why bother saving sometimes? It's worth spending the money to keep a nice clean car. Well, that would have been a crappy end to an otherwise great weekend. Started out Friday, sometime after I got off work, we had our new work schedule, ASMR break. Cotton candy flavored water I'm drinking from a certain big box retailer, which shall go unnamed. Right there, right down the old gullet. And sometime about 3.30, I hit the road. Now, the school year is coming to an end in this part of the country. It may have already ended where you are at, or it hasn't ended yet. Your mileage may vary, but we're getting to the sharp end of the school year. And... I got held up by a school bus that was stopped in front of the housing project on this route I take to visit my, my uh, dad and his companion. They go that way too. And then there was some road work being done on this bridge I go over. You know, there was like a new set of traffic lights. They took the old ones out of commission for now. And so you're down to one lane on that bridge. Wasn't too much of a headache. And... Right in the middle of the whole dang show. I mean, this was, I thought, this is going to be a shit show of a drive. What a way to start the weekend. And at that point, I get held up ever briefly by a train. I'm like, well, thank goodness it wasn't a long one or the gates didn't malfunction. Then I'd have really been in a state. But thankfully, it was, uh, it was smooth sailing from then on. The rest of the trip occurred without further incident. So I arrive at my companion's house. It took a little longer than I would have, like about an hour and a half away. There's no interstates. It's all back roads in a yard wide. So I arrive at my dad's companion's house right about 5 o'clock. And Dad and Nancy are out there. Nancy's dad's companion, just so you know. And they're outside, you know, 
Nancy's got her garden going. They're out in the back. Uh, and there was it. So I just, you know, have time to take up stuff to my to where I'm going to be spending the night. And I asked my dad's companion on the way back yesterday from where we're going, details later. And he said, well, just clean stuff around the house. Some stuff got moved in the living room. You know, it was like opposites day in there from last I visited around Thanksgiving. And then we decided to have supper. We didn't go out anywhere. What we did was uh, Nancy cooked pot, like a uh, pork roast or maybe like pork cutlets in the crock pot. Had potatoes, a vegetable medley, and I thought that was real good. Also, my uh, dad's companion wound up making strawberry rhubarb cobbler. Not pie, cobbler. I did not partake. That was for dessert later on. Then my dad's companion had to book it over to the campground, had to deliver some stuff over to one of her kids and their grandkids, or have a spot over there. Go back in the archives from early October of last year to know what I'm talking about. So that left Dad and me at the house. I would have gone with Nancy, but I said I'm going to stay with Dad. So... I had the option of not doing this, just leave him alone out there in the backyard. But I decided, what the heck. We have this, like, old-school fire pit at uh, Nancy's house. We got the gas-powered one in the back porch here at Bullet House. But this is old-school where you got to put some kind of kindling in there, like dead wood, you know, chopped trees, and newspapers. So I had to go get some out of the garage. And I was also responsible for the latter part of the time outside for... You know, making sure the wood was right in the center. We didn't cause a significant blaze and whatnot. Dad got some lighter fluid, got the kindling going. Use those little things with the, like the shotgun, just pull the trigger. Now that's a fire, to quote Eddie Murphy. We had a nice little fire going, then the fire started going down. Then we had to put more wood on there. The crazy thing is, I hope I'm not putting too much detail on all this. There are some older chairs that got broken down in this little wheelbarrow gimmick. So Dan was throwing that on the fire as well, as well as the uh, wood out there going, there's like a little pile. And what happened was I was dispatched later on to get some more, to get about two, three of those things. I wish I had gloves, cause it nicked my hands up somewhat wicked. All right, it wasn't that bad, but still. So we're just hanging out. It's mostly quiet. I really, I'm not really a chatterbox around dad. I just don't have much to talk about. I think the Asperger in me just doesn't want to, you know, go yakety yak 19 to the dozen, you know, Blue Street, Saratoga. But anyway, so we're just sitting around. I said, hey, we're going to, I was thinking about having company come over, but they had other plans. You know, my Uncle Sid and Aunt Patty were busy. Ditto my Uncle Alan and Aunt Betsy. But uh, we're just sitting there minding our own business, each to our, each to our own, you know, having the occasional chat now and again. Then all of a sudden, I look near the driveway. You know, this backyard is down a, a slight incline. And the driveway, you gotta go up this small hill or ridge or whatever to go in the driveway, get back in the house via the garage. Well, I looked up, I thought Nancy had come back from this campground, but nope. It was a silver colored Jeep that had parked on the side of the road. It was my Uncle Anna and Betsy. Well, this was quite a surprise. So they hung out with us the rest of the time, then Nancy ultimately came back uh, my Uncle Aunt Betsy made some banana bread, a slice of which that I had while I was sitting around the old campfire. 
Wasn't singing that song, like, Blue Shadows in the Desert from Three Amigos. I didn't quite watch the video from Family Guy. I thought that was nice. Sam Elliott was singing it. Yep, that's right. If you don't think it was me, you're a special kind of stupid. All right, I'll take you, Sam, over that other guy, let me tell you. Hey, I resemble that remark. All right, get out of here. I'll go fix his ass. He better make out his will. <laughs> okay, Chief Enforcer Sam Elliott making a cameo on the Keep It To Yourself podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Whew. Jason Bullet, how do you do it? Anyway, so we're just sitting around the campfire, and Nancy joins in. It's all five of us, about 9.30. Company decides to uh, do the high kickoff, climb the hill, and go back to their part of North Adams. And we'd already recorded Jeopardy on the DVR, thanks to YouTube TV. And we decided to watch Jeopardy. You know, we'll just record. We'll watch on delay. It's about 9.30 at night. I did pretty good. I don't know how I did, but... There you have it right there. So 10 o'clock, I go upstairs to the guest bedroom, hit the sack, and I get up about 6 o'clock in the morning. Now, my dad had told me, because of what you're about to hear, I had to take my shower the moment I got up. So I, well, I kind of ignored it at that moment because what I want to do is you know, when I'm over there, I just go uh, make some caught, get up, you know, go to the bathroom, take my pills, make sure Nancy gives me a little cup to have in there. I'll wash it down somehow. No Dixie cups in there. Then go downstairs, make me some coffee and sip on that and, you know, try and gather my thoughts before things start getting away from me. I want to go out in the front porch like I've done the last year when I was over for parts of the summer and the early autumn. But I open the door, I'm like, it's just too cool outside. It almost feels chilly out there. And I'm in a t-shirt and shorts, and the only warmth I have is my Yankees bullpen jacket. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to hang in the living room. Just going to sip my coffee and do all, you know, just uh, take it easy for a little bit. Then Dad gets up and says, how are you doing, Jay? Good morning. I said, you haven't taken your shower yet? I said, well, I will right now. I took a quick shower. Dad didn't really give me the business. I'm like, yeah, I wish you'd pay attention and all that. Give me a stern lecture. So that was it. So I wound up taking my shower. Then, you know, Nancy ultimately gets up. You know, the, the wakes up the, le- the latest of all three of us and the least. I don't know what I said there. But anywho, it's we all get in the car. Now, originally, we were going to go out to breakfast. You know, we come back for a little bit, and then we pack up and... Go to this thing. Now, what is it, you ask? I've been teasing it for parts of the episode. Now, time to pay it off. My dad's companion's grandniece had her high school graduation that day. And they were going to have a party to honor this milestone and commemorate it, too. So, you're probably wondering, was this in town? Mm Mm-mm. No way, Jose. We really had a road trip it out. It was still in Massachusetts, but it was in this little town called Lundenburg which is in that nice little country, like northern part of uh, central Massachusetts, Worcester County. So you're near like Gardner, Lemonster, Fitchburg. So we hop on route, well, we don't hop on route two. We go out to breakfast and it's this nice little old school breakfast joint called the Corner Lunch in Adams. Shout out and soon to be RIP. Because they're closing out, closing up shop and going out of business for good at the end of the month. And they say, well, it's not going to be around forever. Enjoy these places while you can. And let's take Junior out there. Junior meaning me, not John Feinstein. Shout out the Loyal Littles. So 
I wound up getting a French toast breakfast with sausage, no eggs or anything like that. Dad let me have a piece of his toast that he got with his omelet. And then at this, this little diner, this little breakfast place is next door to a donut shop. And my dad was like, here, I'll go wait. I'll wait in the car. You go in and get a donut from the place there. Now, you just, this isn't like Dunkin' Donuts or anything where you just walk up to the counter. What you do is, I don't know if this is a new way to do business or if this is COVID related. What happened was there's this clipboard and there's some pencils and you just fill out whatever you want. So I looked at the menu. I was like, ooh, there's some good stuff. Oh, s'mores looks good. So it was, there wasn't really anybody in there. It was virtually dead. Just the two uh, employees, one working the cash register and the other responsible for making the donut. So I hand my clipboard over to the to the young man working the counter. I said, hey, one s'mores donut. Well, it costs about two bucks, which sounds that tastes good. doesn't cost a lot of money. I'm like, thumbs up. So I bring this mini clipboard over to the young man working the counter, pay the money, and then I go over to this other part of the counter where the young woman is working her magic making these great donuts, so it's like a chocolate frosting with s'mores, very fine graham cracker crumble, and three mini marshmallows right on top. And I ate part of that on the way, and let me tell you something, brother, it was amazing. Oh, man, was that good. If you're anywhere near Adams, Massachusetts, I highly recommend Shire Donuts. And I recommend the corner lunch while it's still going. It's not going to be very long, unfortunately. So enjoy the corner lunch while you can. In fact, you know, you have a favorite place in mind, restaurant, store, whatever. They're not going to be around forever. Just like we're not going to be around forever. So enjoy them while you can. All right, that little PSA uh, done with. We took a nice scenic route, 116. Went through the Savoy Forest. We went through all the Spina, the Berkshires. Didn't have cell phone service for much of the time there, but whatevs. I don't know why I mentioned that. Picked up the Mohawk Trail right near Shelburne Falls, where I visited last October, and go back in the archives again for that. And then, about a good hour and a half later, we made it to Lunenburg, and it was a bit of a shit show once we got off Route 2 in Lemonster. They were installing new traffic lights, and there was a lot of confusion on the roadways because they weren't working, obviously. They were trying to get everything in line, so traffic was a bit of a mess. I'm sure they'll be working in due time. I don't live out that way, obviously. But just the same, we made it to Lunenburg and went out to the house. Got there about sometime before 1 o'clock, and they were getting ready to set up. Now, when it's just me rolling solo deep, you know, going to my friend Dave's house for, say a Memorial Day picnic or, you know, game night on a weekend when I'm, it's a, when I'm, you know, not a work night or anything. I like to show up about a good uh, 10 to 15 minutes before the start of the actual event, even though they say, well, if you want to go through the whole shit show of getting this thing off the ground, you're going to get a real show. <laughs> But I really don't want to subject myself to that. But then my uh, Dan is comparing the opposite way. The earlier, the better. But not too early. So we get there just before party time. They're setting up. They got the horse duvers all ready to go. They got like three different coolers. One of which had, you know, soft drinks. Whatnot. And that's as hard as I got 
in terms of drinks. Two of the coolers had the demon rum, you know, all like uh, Jack Daniels and truly hard seltzer and beer and whatnot. There's even a bucket of wine, you know, chilled some vino out that thing. And as I'm on Zoloft for anxiety, I can't booze it up anymore like the rest of the grown-ups. So there and anyhow, just pump some caffeine into your boy. And the spread they had was amazing. Now, as part of the appetizers, they wound up getting some stuff from Chick-fil-A. They catered most of this bad boy. There were like these little nuggets you could get. And it was real good. They had all four sauces. The uh, regular Chick-fil-A sauce, we got a bottle of that here at the fridge at Bullet House. The Polynesian, the honey mustard, and barbecue. Now, there's been movement for some time to try and get a Chick-fil-A here to the nearest capital region. There's already one, but it's in the Albany Airport. And this would be a freestanding Chick-fil-A, the only one in the first here in the capital region, the Rolling Hills of Saratoga County, Clifton Park. And despite what they think about the LGBTQ community, by the way, happy Pride Month, everybody. Hope you're celebrating and doing so responsibly. There is uh, a lot of stuff to be had there at the Chick-fil-A. Had the little chicken nuggets, got the Chick-fil-A sauce in there. It was so good. They went down to the one in Worcester, Massachusetts, all the way there. They also had, like, cheese and crackers. I did not partake of that. The Chick-fil-A was real good, let me tell you. Then the host announced, all right, we got stuff on the grill. We put it out. Just help yourself. Not like when I hosted 4th of July here last year and I just brought everything out. I should have just put everything on the plate. I'll remember that for next time I host. So with that out the way, I helped myself to a hamburger. You know, put a little slice of tomato, got some lettuce on there and that Polynesian sauce, a big old dollop of mac and cheese. And got a little half a roll. No butter, which surprised me. Okay, you knocked my ass over with a feather. But just the same. It was good. Then they had all types of dessert there. Brownies, a cake, some cookies. Dad said, why don't you get the cookies? They're real good. I rested there sometime and finally had one. So we were well fed. I didn't even bother having supper. I told my dad much. They were like, hey, you're home. Have you had supper yet? I'm like, I'm still trying to digest food from this afternoon, man. So I really didn't have much for supper. I don't know what you're getting at. Okay, I didn't say him that way. It's like, all right, well, that would be uh, that was uh, that would be worth it. It's, you know, you think as much as he tries to get out of the cul-de-sac. But in any event, got home around nine o'clock, and that's after a long slog home. I should have spoken up and left a little earlier, but I held off till five o'clock. Sometime after one of Nancy's sons got in there, you know, went in the party and all that. So 5 o'clock said, all right, we're going to be out this joint. And made the long slog back to North Adams nonstop. And then, uh, well, I didn't really rest up because I wanted to pack all my stuff up and my personal effects. And I forgot to brush my teeth. So I knew we were going to be gone for as long as we were, literally the whole day. I could have just brushed my teeth after I had my coffee. But nope, didn't even bother. So hopped in the car. The sun wasn't that big of an issue. Got home around 9 o'clock, had to fill up at this convenience store, gas station type of deal. 
he said while stumbling over his words almost. And got home around 9 o'clock, and that was a nice capper on, well, at least part of the weekend. So there you have it right there. So the weekend almost came to an ignominious end on the day of recording. But, hey, you know what? I shouldn't feel that way. It's summertime, and we're going to get to the main event of the evening, or the morning, or the afternoon, or whenever you're listening to this. As I start the 10 from 40 project all over again, and I give you my 10 favorite Things, tropes, traditions, etc. associated with the good old summertime. Alright folks, we've now made it to the main topic of this episode. And I've decided now to resume my year-long stretch project celebrating yours truly's 40th birthday. It's a series called 10 from 40. And you may recall in a previous episode I did my 10 favorite musical artists of the last four decades. Well... It's rather a timely one. It's going to be what I consider my favorite summertime traditions, tropes, what have you. And it's rather a timely one. And I put these in some random order. That's just how I work. And we'll count them down right here. I'll give you a brief little explanation as best I can. First up, number 10. One trope for me, personally at least, is that feeling that summer gives you. Especially when you're a younger kid, you don't have class. You got days off school, you're just lazing around. But for somebody like me, it's like you want to do dang near everything. Anything that's out there, you want to go do it. You'll do your best to try that out, have all these experiences. And I'll get into some of them later on. I'll be a little more specific in this list. All right, I'm going to pull back the curtain here. I didn't think this out too, too much, but... Hey, better than nothing, right? So I want to do darn near everything. It's like kind of a summer madness here. And speaking of which, it's number nine that we're on to now. Like the summer up, 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 up. I talked in an archived lost episode about summer madness. And you know how the warm weather can make people just act a little crazier than they would the rest of the year. I don't know why it is. Going to the beach, you know, you're not wearing as much clothes as you were. You don't have really have any layers on if you're a young sparky like i was back in the day you probably got an eye for the ladies they're not dressed in layers either got a little uh, you know a little more in the way of eye candy as far as that goes and we'll leave it there but there's also like in the culture too the broader one there's like the summer of something or other well i don't want to say summer of sand that's that wasn't good man david berkowitz just running roughshod Murdering these young women back in 77, but the summer of a different year, you you associate something in the culture with it. I'm trying to think of a good example off the top of my head. You know, something like music or something. I'll get to that later. And I remember, like, this is the song of the summer. Like, 2009, like, Lady Gaga broke big. Poker Face was everywhere on the radio. And the iTunes digital charts as well, man. Downloading that like nobody's business. But there's personal ones, too, where I make new discoveries, usually as far as media goes. Last year, I discovered this podcast called R.U. Garbage in the middle of summer. And you'll have to go back to episode, I believe, was 155. Or, uh, no, no, it was two episodes ago. And I mentioned what that podcast about. I really enjoyed that one. Or there was kind of a cultural thing that happened. Pokemon Go back in 2016. That was big. All the youngsters were playing that. 
And hopefully adults were trying to do that while driving their car, which was just shit all stupid. Let's be honest about this here. That's not just honesty. That's a statement of fact, ladies and gentlemen. So the summer madness, you know, like there's this one thing that drives the whole season and just makes everybody go gaga for one reason or another. All right, number eight. Something that made me go a bit gaga way back when was thunderstorms. You know, it's warmer weather, it gets hot and humid, but then you get a cold front coming in and you get thunder and lightning and all that. I was almost afraid of those things when I was a younger person, but I've learned to live with it recently. Of course, I'm better prepared now with climate change. Thunderstorms, at least around here anyway, are going to get a little more on the wild side. Haven't seen that yet, but that's going to come more than likely in the years ahead. So thunderstorm, like astrophobia. I wasn't diagnosed with it, but astrophobia is the fear of lightning. I was a little concerned that we lose electricity. If we had one of those five-second hours in the middle of the storm, it was just pure coincidence. It was like, eh, lights came back on. All right, well, that didn't take long, did it? <laughs> Though there have been storms where electricity was knocked out. One time years ago, came back to Bullet House from working, and there was a thunderstorm that came through the rolling hills of Saratoga County. Walked in the house, no electricity. So uh, that was that. I, I think like, what, 7, 30, 8 o'clock till we got it back. Been a few times I've been there and been in a power outage at home from start to finish. From the moment the lights went out to the moment the lights came back on. Okay, moving on from that one, we're going in a whole different direction. Number seven, and that's a personal one for me, and that was chasing friendships and friendship renewals back in my younger days. Specifically, the summer of 2009, this was when I joined Facebook. And all these old friends of mine from high school and college were looking for me. Like I was uh, putting them as friends on Facebook. I'm like, oh, we'll get together one of these days. And I had some success, and there was quite a party that went along with it, too, just by mere coincidence. So anytime I wanted to hang out with somebody, I would see if they were available or just snoop around, too. I've learned to control that in recent years, especially these old friends of mine have settled down, they got families going the last decade, got married, all that stuff. So I don't go for it. They come to me, in a sense. I got like a whole new group of friends now. I'm looking to do all that. All right, number six. And I have to apologize. Number six through four, these next three items are Saratoga related, in a sense. Number six, it's the cultural aspect. You know, there's Summer Stock Theater, I mean, listening to public radio, you hear all these places like the McHayden Theater. I think it's called that. Oh, it's McHayden. Well, there's this theater in Columbia County. They do the Summer Stock bit. The Williamstown Theater Festival, that gets plenty of run in the Berkshires of Western Massachusetts. Some noteworthy plays with famous actors of the stage. They uh, do their thing treading the boards. Of course, Tanglewood in Western Massachusetts, further down. In the Berkshires, I believe uh, Lennox is where it's located. Mom, God rest her soul, and yours truly went there a couple of times in the mid-90s. In fact, I remember my first visit plain as day. It was on the 50th anniversary of the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So the second half, the Boston Symphony Orchestra with Seiji Ozawa at the baton wound up closing out the day's program by playing, I believe was... Gustav Mahler's Resurrection Symphony. 
Yeah, some powerful stuff right there. I think I remember two years later, they were playing that Rise of Thunderstorm came through. So, there you have it right there. What great memories we had. And, of course, seeing the Philadelphia Orchestra at the Saratoga Performing Arts Center, that's what I was getting at. And I know SPAC is known more for concerts and all that, the pop acts. I mean, a lot of my friends from high school, I don't know if they're going to do it this year. They haven't been able to do it the last couple of years with COVID and everything was bands like Fish and the Dave Matthews Band. Everybody marked those bands on their calendars. Like, when they come into town, all right, let's clear the schedule and we'll plan the, we'll plan the summer around that. Now that's going to be the highlight right there. So, you know, getting outside, seeing, you know, classical music like I did, the pop acts, which I've never seen, tells you my bent. And just enjoying the arts, especially al fresco in one form or another. And I'm very lucky to live in a culturally, culturally rich reason. Hello. Thank you, old Clark. A culturally rich and diverse region as far as the arts goes. Not only eastern New York, but you go into southern Vermont, you go into western Massachusetts, you go into Berkshires. Lots of stuff, especially this time of year. Number five, well, my hometown of Saratoga Springs, not necessarily because of the track, but even if you're not a horse player, the spa city holds its own charm. And I've compared it to a summer festival at one time or another. Downtown's buzzing, visitors from the track. We sure missed it the last two years or so. Well, certainly back in 2020 with COVID, they couldn't allow fans at Saratoga Racecourse. But seeing the flood of people... In town, I know parking can be a bit of a disaster on that front, depending on when you go. But Saratoga, with all that we have going on, this neck of the woods and all that, it really is the August place to be, or the summer place to be, even if you're not a horse player. Oh, I forgot to mention with number six here, I said music playlist too. Now, I mentioned the classical stuff earlier, but we're talking like pop music and all that. I have a set playlist of songs I like playing every summer that really capture the spirit of the season, at least for me anyway. I'm sure you've got your own taste too on that front. And it all started in 2011 when I went to Starbucks. Oh, I shouldn't mention that. I'm not a sponsor, I should say. And I went to this the coffee chain. They had these iTunes cards. Well, not gift cards, but these little paper thingies with a redemption code on the back. And you entered it, you would they would download this whole playlist. Like like one song, or this case, a whole playlist full of them. There are like 11 of these songs. And you're like, this is the summer 2011 playlist. And they've been the bedrock ever since of all that. I've since transferred it over to Spotify, and I've added some more songs, more to my liking, as the years have gone by. You know, trying to be like the tastemaker. You know, Midnight City by M83. I associate with the summer for some reason. There are some great songs, too, that like Summer Song by Chad and Jeremy. Now, back in the COVID summer of 2020, I read this article on Rolling Stone's website, and they listed what I believe was like the top 50 summer songs of all time. So I read the list, and I decided, you know what? I'm going to give these songs a whirl. If they're good, I'll add them into my summer playlist. And it's been growing the last decade, too, so I really enjoy that. I think I've hit the peak already with these songs here. That's as many as I'm going to have. I think I have, I don't know how many songs I have, but I have over six hours worth of that stuff. 
Nice enough for a good long road trip. More on that later. Speaking of which, number four, I wrote down in my notes, Saratoga Lake Boats. Now, this has to tie in with the number five item on this list. Now, for some reason, if it was a nice day, I still do it to this day still. I don't know if I did it in 2020. I doubt it. But pre and now after the pandemic, seemingly, I would take Route 9P if I was going home from Saratoga. If it was a nice sunny day, this is the route I would go. And Route 9P, New York Route 9P that is, this goes along the eastern shore of Saratoga Lake. And on a nice day, I always want to go like boat hunting. And by that I mean, I know I should be paying attention to the road, but off to the side you're going to see a number of these, you know, all matter of watercraft out there like pontoon boats, motor boats, one thing or another like that. I've even seen yachts. Yachts out there. Appropriately enough, I'm playing yacht rock. That's become a staple of the music playlist, going back to that for a brief second. A funny or die video. And of course there's artists like the Doobie Brothers, Steely Dan, that usually are the bedrock of that genre. But back to number four here. You know, you're seeing yachts, you're seeing motorboats, pontoon boats. One time years ago, I saw a young man on a paddle boat, or a paddle board, I should say. He was doing the uh, stand-up thing, one of the stand-up paddle board heck. Even one time, I briefly looked, there was a guy close to the lakeshore. He was just having a snooze rare sitting on an inner tube right near the lakeshore, <laughs> right in the water. I'm like, man, oh, man. I'm lucky I didn't wreck the car that time. Oof. Like, did you just see what I saw? My goodness gracious. So, seeing the both, that, that's the summer experience for me. Alright, number three. Speaking of the roads, it's going places. And it kind of ties in with another, another trope of summertime. In the summer of 1994, I covered this on a previous episode too. Is like, I developed this good sense of wanderlust. Mainly because I was going all these places. You know, my sister was looking at where to go for college and did a good deal of traveling back in those days, you know, when she was in Rochester. It was a long ride, let me tell you, and really informed where I would go to college when it was my turn. But road trips in summer go together like peanut butter and jellies, it seems. And, well, I'm not sure less so with gas nearing $5 a gallon here. But it all started out, you know, going all these places, my parents decided to enroll me in a travel camp with the YMCA when I was in seventh grade. And we did all sorts of fun stuff, you know, going to like the Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield, went to, uh, you know, went tubing on the Batten Kill. I went to the Great Escape at one time or another. Going up in the Adirondacks, horseback riding. Oh, man, good deal of fun to be had there, ladies and gentlemen. Those are some enjoyable times, and I really got out. Mom, God rest her soul, once again, also did some day trips in the summer as well. And now, in the present times, I got this whole circle of friends. You know, we got a road trip to Cooperstown coming up towards the end of this month. You'll hear all the details on that in a future episode of the Old Kitty Pod. And Cooperstown is going to be uh, plenty thong this summer. Or a throng, I should say. Oh, boy. All right, Alternative Lifestyle Droopy. Happy Pride Month. 
Happy Pride Month to you, too. Oh, boy. All right. I'll take him over that other guy. I don't know about you. But anyway, you know, Cooperstown is just going to be massive with the Hall of Fame inductions this year. David Ortiz going in. But anyway, uh, road trips, you know, see it. You have the time. Go out and see what there is to see. Or even staycations. Just lounge around the house. But hitting the road, that's become a part of the American way of life. Going places and seeing things. Alright, number two. Speaking of Cooperstown, it's all about baseball this time of year. Now, baseball used to be the only real thing that was on television way back when. But now, the sports calendars included... Well, not this year anyway. The World Cup with the men and the women in odd-numbered years. Most of them anyway. Or years preceding a U.S. presidential election. We got the Women Euros coming up. And there's also the Big Three Basketball. That's going to be later this summer. And this thing I enjoy watching called the Basketball Tournament. And I'm going to explain that yeah, I don't know. That's what they call it, the basketball tournament. I'm trying to get out of this cul-de-sac here. Sounds like something out of an Abbott and Costello routine. Wait, watch it. The basketball tournament. What's it called? The what? The basketball tournament. <laughs> All right, too late for that punchline, but <laughs> too early, really. But baseball is like king of the summer sporting schedule. I know we get towards the end of the summer, NFL training camps open up and we got preseason football, and that's how you know we've hit the beginning of the end of the summer season when all that gets going. You know, it's kind of a low period, too. I mean, we just had the NBA Finals end. The Stanley Cup playoffs have come to an end. But thankfully, baseball's there, you know, especially the Yankees, too. And they're doing pretty well this this season so far. So I'm quite glad of that. And number one, my favorite... Summer tradition, trope, etc. It's been what the summer is really about. Enjoying time with family and friends, being outdoors. Even though there are days where I'd rather be in the air conditioning and cooling off. It's always a great feeling to have these experiences. It's one thing when you're doing it riding solo deep. It's another when you've got your crew, the squad. You've got your friends with you, even your family too, to have these experiences. I mean, last year, unfortunately, we're nearing the one-year anniversary of when Otis the Wonder Dog had to be put down. We sure miss him. My dad came up with the idea, hey, listen, how about 4th of July? You come spend the last part of the holiday weekend with me and Nancy. That's his, that's my dad's companion we may have established earlier. I said, okay, I don't have the dog to take care of anymore. This, is, oh, this opens the door for it. And I remember, but going, let me back the train up a little bit here. I had friends over the house for the first time ever, and I decided to do a 4th of July barbecue. You know, I cooked burgers, cooked bratwurst, had friends over. They quite liked the house. And then the next day, hopped in the car, made it to North Annes, Massachusetts. Went on top of Mount Greylock for the first time ever, which I thought was just amazeballs. I discussed this in a previous episode that I dropped last year. Go back in the archives for that. And later on the summer, Natural Bridge State Park. I really enjoyed that too. And hopefully make more memories this summer, 2022. So thanks for bearing with me on this whole list. We now conclude this part of the 10 from 40 series.
All right, folks, we've about hit the end of the episode, but as I prepare to head out the door, just want to give some pod shout-outs here. First up, GFA Live. That's Peter Winston's podcast. He and Keith Langston did a live watch of an episode of WWF Superstars that aired May 2nd, 1992. 30 years ago last month, hard to believe. The main event of this show was the Ultimate Warrior versus Skinner. Anybody want to take any bets on who won this match? Don't answer that. You can follow Peter and the show at GF Allentown. And check out his YouTube channel, too, while you're at it. The Break It Down show. On the YouTube, they had Fran Strine and Ray Parker Jr. Yes, the Ray Parker Jr. Of whom there is no humor. Guy what wrote the theme from Ghostbusters. That was the most recent appearance on the YouTube channel. And Andrews and Wilson, the new Rizzolian Isles at Squad Brothers, with Dark Intercept. They talked about that. You can follow the show on your social media at Break It Down Show and the host of Saint at Pete A. Turner. The Loyal Littles Pod, Chuck and Roxy celebrated their first wedding anniversary. Had a special appearance by the great Bill Isaacson. And among the Littles, Frank Litch and Todd Dickinson made their way into the podcast. You can follow the show at Loyal Littles Pod on Twitter and at the Loyal Littles Podcast on Instagram. And finally... One in 44 episode that dropped most recently. This is from the Anderson Center for Autism. They talked with Joe Sinagra, the chief of police down in Saugerties, New York, about a little program that you're doing so police officers can be better acquainted with those of us on the autism spectrum who have special needs, who sometimes will come in contact with cops. And the cop would think, well, there's some suspicious doings going here. Where in truth, it could be not the case. You can follow the Anderson Center on Twitter at Anderson Autism. And you can follow the Anderson Center for Autism on Instagram at, who knew, Anderson Center for Autism. I put that first part as not part of the address, but a little qualifier. You get it. As for this little dog and pony show, we're available on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and insert podcaster here. If said podcatcher was not mentioned, nor did it have this podcast available, I have a copy of the feed, or address rather. You can just copy the address of the feed, paste it in there, and get new episodes as they come out. And I still have a true crime podcast. Hopefully the hiatus will be ending before too long. So you have my word on that whole deal. So with that out of the way... I'm going to go enjoy the first part of my summer, and I want to thank you for listening to episode number 158 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast. I thank you as ever for listening. I never take the audience for granted. I'll talk to you next time, whenever that may be. And as always, and above all else, as you're going out, instead of washed out, you're going out to the tune of Summer by War. Great band from the 70s, underrated too. A song, oddly enough, called Summer. An appropriate number. So as I prepare to head out the door and almost stumble my way through the threshold, I'll say again, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon. And as always, and above all else, wait for it. Wait for it. Keep smiling. Talk to you soon. Bye now.
What we doing out there, man? This has been a Kitty Pod production. Produced in Saratoga County, New York. Shared with the world.